feel, but even though I, was, I still talk to my lecturers now and they say that they can't plan ahead for the semester mm. because it's so it's changing so quickly mm. that they have to pretty much plan it as it, as it comes. Yep. Yep. Welcome to the Influenced Podcast. I'm Ella Dace, a social media manager and fashion designer. And I'm Bart Dace, a businessman by day, but more importantly, Ella's Insta husband. <laughs> Together, we run a social media company called Ella Bazaar Creative. We're here to talk about the social business world and the power of influence, how we learn from some and give to others. I guess, first of all, we have to apologise. No podcast last week. Um, I think we were a bit distracted. and We're just a little bit tired. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if we're being honest. A bit out of mojo. Yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. It's been a um, very interesting 2020 in the last couple of weeks of, uh, yeah, been a bit tough. But it looks like spring has sprung. Spring we're, has sprung. We're now on the way towards warmth, which oh. is... Exciting. So good. I already feel like my energy is up. Mm, you won't shut up. It's quite annoying, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Stop it. <laughs> no, but um, anyway, so back on today. I do apologize. We'll uh, obviously do back to the weeklies now that we've got our mojo back a little bit, which is cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've got a bit of a hot topic today, don't we? We do. Mm. First up. 16 weeks left of the year. Yeah, dude, what? what the hell. Having said that, though, pretty keen to see the end of 2020. Um, <laughs> been a bit of a rocky one. Um, you know, we, we've done relatively well, but I think around the world it's been a bit tough, obviously, with the yeah, C-19 was, and everything. I mean, Melbourne, they're still yeah, getting through it. Yeah. But yeah. in all honesty, in Adelaide, we've it's been pretty cruising. Yeah, it's been relatively, we're yeah, we're a lot less impacted that's for sure but um you know the, the impact is still felt around the country no travel can't go back to perth you know no holidays all that sort of stuff it's a bit painful like it's always nice to take a weekend and fly to sydney or melbourne and yeah. just hang out but that's not on the cards this year so yes the quicker it uh, disappears the better anyway back to your topic yes um, so there's 16 weeks left of the year mm. and I want to know what else you guys want to achieve in your business. So mm. you may have had yeah a bit of a rocky patch mm. in there, but I feel like a lot of people have actually used that opportunity to learn and grow and yeah. focus on the things in their business that they haven't been able to. Yeah, interestingly enough as well, you know, at the beginning of every year, everybody makes New Year's revolutions, whatever you want to call them. Um and goals. start off, yeah, sets of goals, does a whole bunch of work. And then about mid-year, you're like, yeah, cool, I'm doing pretty well. And then it's right about now where all the mojo runs out. And that's kind of what we felt like. So we had to actually, well, in the process of going back to the drawing board and putting down some more goals down and that sort of thing. Because really 16 weeks is still a substantial amount of time. Oh, yeah. But it feels like, you know, people don't really value that, that little extra bit of the end of the year, if that yeah. makes sense. So what I did the other day is I sat down and planned out the next... Oh, all the way until the first week of January just with mm. like email and YouTube content because I know I've been a bit slack with the YouTube. So if I mm. have a plan and I stick to it, 
I definitely think I'm going to get it done. Yeah, well, I think this ties in back into spring, spring cleaning. Yes, spring, spring cleaning, planning. Spring cleaning. Get of your, your ducks business. in a row. Yeah, and then when you go into December holidays, you've actually achieved a little bit extra than maybe you'd originally planned to. So yeah. that's kind of where our heads at, I guess, at the moment. Yeah, mm. I think so. Mm. And I've been I've been doing quite a lot of coaching the last few weeks with people that have the, the common thing that everyone has said is that they they're afraid to show up in their business. So <laughs> yeah. they 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 want to be there they want to do the things but they are afraid of what other people will think they're afraid of getting criticized even if they actually won't get criticized the fear of getting criticized is what is holding them back yeah 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 that's uh, very prevalent i think um <laughs> this comes from a bit of an example you had the other day i think you know yeah. if you are trying something outside the box um, and we, we've been reading a lot of books and a lot of people basically saying, look, you, you can't really take people's opinions on board. Mm. And funnily enough, and we've said this a few times in other podcasts, those people closest to you are sometimes the, <laughs> the worst people to listen to because they just, they know you as you were. And if you're trying to be something new and trying to grow and trying to grow a business, mm. they're not often super supportive because it, it, it's not what they're used to, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, yeah, it is. So, no, you know, no, no bad intentions generally. I mean, it's one of those things like <laughs> when you started your business, you dad's you know had no idea now he's got what a 10 yeah. percent idea and he's still not 100 percent sure what it is but yeah yeah that's no, one of but, those things you know and i like a good example of this and, and I, I don't know this person but i went to go get a coffee the other day and i well i was waiting for it he's like what do you do and i was like oh, i do social media management and coaching and then he looks at me and in his little air quotes says oh you work and little air <laughs> quotes and i just i just went completely quiet and i was like this is literally yeah. one of the reasons why people are afraid to show up in their business yeah, yeah. because a complete stranger's like yeah yeah work. You're, you're part of the problem bro Mate, you're not, you're not yeah. helping <laughs> it doesn't matter what job you have it's yeah. a job and you should be like cool yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or like, so Tom Tom Carton's really good at this. So, um, boss and a bit of mentor in life. He's always interested about what people don't, are doing from the lowest level to the highest level. He always question it and, mm-hmm. and really ask the question and listen to what they're saying because mm-hmm. you never know what you might learn off the man off the side of the road or the woman or whatever it is, right? Yeah. Like, you know, he no offense, he runs a coffee shop, pretty pretty run of the mill, right? So if I'm if, always so polite and yeah. I do exactly that. I always ask him. Because you don't know if they've had a shitty day or if they've had a shit customer. It always happens. So I always try to be super polite and lovely. And mm. I was like, wow, that was really unexpected. <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, you know, it's one of those things where you're like, well, mate, realistically, my business is probably more profitable than yours. <laughs> so, you know, you get a little bit of an ego flair there. But I think I think the right way to attack this is to, to actually try and educate people mm, and talk around it, if exactly. that makes sense. Be like, actually, mate, you know, I've got five employees and I'm, you know, this is what I do and this is why I do it. And then maybe try and actually turn that frown upside down. Mm. I just went completely quiet and I was like, wow, okay. <laughs> so that's another way of dealing Thank with you. it. <laughs> and then I put, I put this on my story and I was, and I, I told the story on my story and um, I put up a question box and I said, how many of you also have a job mm. or a business mm. where this happens often? And mm. it literally blew up. Mm. So many people, it's crazy. And like I've got makeup artists, influencers, graphic designers, uh, dancers, actors, mm. teachers, like a teacher, mate, come yeah. on, um, yeah. virtual assistants, 
ads, mm. people in advertising, mm. beauty therapist, mm. hairdressing, mm. a vet nurse, nutritionist, mm. affiliate marketer. Mm. Do you know, lots. Do you know like, why this, it's endless. Do you know why this is all happening? Why? Because the school education system, especially for those people that are a little bit older, is not equipped to deal with an information age. The school is designed around, you know, the industrial age and the old school way of thinking and working and that sort of stuff. And at the end of the day, you know, what job do you want to be? Engineer, got it. Lawyer, got it, right? Yeah. You run of the mill, like stock standard textbook. jumps. Yeah, it's textbook. What's out of the answer? Yeah. yeah. Now we live in an information age and a service you know, industry really, everything is a service these days. Um, these new job roles, I mean, you know, a social media manager probably didn't exist when you were in high school. No. Right? It so. Literally, my last year of uni, that last semester, there was one unit that just popped up. Mm. Lucky you did it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel, but even though I, was, I still talk to my lecturers now and they say that they can't plan ahead for the semester mm. because it's, so, it's changing so quickly mm. that they have to pretty much plan it as it, as it comes. Yep. Yep. hundred percent. And I think, I think just to go, you know, to the deep end or, or go to the wide scale, right? So, you know, one of the most valuable businesses on the planet, and I think everybody has it, is Facebook, right? Mm -hmm. It's a digital company. It doesn't, like, besides its offices and premises, it's not a stock standard run-of-the-mill business and everybody has it and it makes a shitload of money, mm -hmm. right? And it's a massive, massive business. So if you said to someone, what, 20, 30 years ago, pre-Facebook, oh, this guy's going to come up with an app where you can have a look at your friends and it's going to be worth, you know, trillions of dollars or billions of dollars or whatever it is. I think it's a couple hundred billion. People would be like, uh, what are you smoking, mate? But mm. now that's... That's just part of everyday life, right? Do you know what is? I'm, I'm still I'm still getting through Limitless, and oh, there yeah. is there's a really good example in there. But um, what was it? there's a one chapter in here, and it's he talks about the seven lies of learning, mm. and one of them is the criticism of other people matter, mm. and it doesn't obviously because that and that's that's what I've been saying that that's what's holding everybody back from being able to show up because they're afraid of what somebody won't even say because they, yeah. <laughs> you know, half of the time they're not even going to say it, but you're scared of it. Yeah. Um, but there is a section in here and he talks about, where is it? He, do, he does talk a bit, little bit about Jim Carrey, but he talks about... Um, are, you are you talking about why Jim Carrey does what he does and how he does it? Yeah. Is it that section? No, there was one other one where he talks about... Um, the people that the, the the people that invented the aeroplane and made oh uh, yeah 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 um, the Wright brothers the Wright brothers that's yeah. it and he talks about that and how they were criticised so heavily yeah every single every single scientist was like it's never going to happen never going to happen yeah. never going to happen and then when they actually did do it they flew for five or seven seconds or something silly and everyone's like yeah you must have had an extra gust of wind that's it never going to happen of course not listening to everyone they continued to persist mm -hmm. and 70 years later we put a man on the moon so well, I think that the lesson from that's pretty clear yeah. if you're just going to be boxed in by other people's opinions you're obviously not going to achieve your, your overall goals mm -hmm. and think about the world we'd be in today if they both gave up Right, exactly. and assuming nobody else did it, that's that's pretty sad, right? So, you know, whatever your cause is, whatever your business is, I think, uh, you know, try. Uh, there's always constructive criticism, which I think, you know, if you got someone that actually cares about your business and your outcomes and wants to help, that's fine. But it's really hard to to differentiate that. But yeah. at the end of the day, 
you know, the only opinion that really matters is yours. So exactly. if you're dead set on something, yeah, don't let Give anyone... Give it a go. 100%. And what he also talks about Einstein and how he was actually really bad at simple math, yep. but really, really good at complex equations. But then people don't remember him for all of the mistakes that he's made. Yeah, they remember him. They remember him. They remember him as a genius. Yeah, 100%. And he was actually, when he was in primary school or high school, I can't remember, um, he got tagged as having a learning disability. But I think fundamentally his brain was just so switched on in certain areas that he wasn't interested Mm. in the low-level stuff, so he had to go and figure that out himself. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, imagine that if you'd had, you know, Einstein, unfortunately, listen to everybody else and go, yeah, I'm stupid and become a janitor for the rest of his life. Like, that's pretty sad yeah mm. the other section sorry the about about carol gredia the mm-hmm. american molecular biologist who won the nobel prize in 2009 mm-hmm. for discovering how telomeres is that how you say it? that's it yep um change with age which was an enormous potential for how we now understand the treatment of cancer and i was reading her little quote in here and i resonated with this so much and she said when I was in elementary school, I was considered considered a poor speller and somebody who couldn't sound out words. So I was taken to into remedial class. I remember having a tutor come down and take me out of class and bring me to a different room. Oh, yeah, this it is definitely good. felt like I wasn't good enough or as good as the other kids. It turns out that she had dyslexia, a learning disability that affects part of the brain that you process language. Those who struggle with dyslexia have uh, have um, identifying problems with speech and sound relating them to the words, which results in a difficulty of reading and sometimes speaking. That is literally what happened to me. Yeah, so that's really funny because you just read that out the book and you're dyslexic, so good job. Well, done, uh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't stuff it up. Yeah, yeah I think uh, that was pretty good. Seven out of but ten. But that's it, like, literally why I read books is mm. because I have dyslexia Practice. and the yeah. more you read, the better you get. But I was reading that and I was like, that is actually what happened to Mm. me. My whole freaking school, Mm. I was always taken out of class and put into another room Mm. And they they wouldn't, but like in in this book, he really teaches you how to learn. They wouldn't do that. They would sit there and they would treat you like you are stupid. Yeah, that's really, really disappointing. And then that knocks a kid's, you know, ego, core belief. And then for the rest of their life, they go through their life thinking they're a bit slow and that sort of thing. But this goes back to the whole thing, why people are afraid to make mistakes. Mm. Because you are shut down by so many people. In class, oh, no, that's a mistake. And then Mm. he also talks about you're judged in school and your whole education on the amount of mistakes you make. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So that's why people are afraid to come up and show up on stories and on their business and try things because they're afraid of making the mistake and getting judged. I saw a really good one the other day um, and it's a meme and it's got a fish, a frog, a kangaroo, an elephant um, and a monkey Mm -hmm. and then they've got a teacher sitting in the front with a test and the test is to climb a tree and it basically says, um, you know, if you test a fish on its ability to climb a tree, it'll go through its life thinking it's stupid. He literally where, says that in here Yeah, too, he does. He? I think so, yeah. And it's, it's so true, right? Everybody's got their skill set. Um, obviously, you know, yeah. it's, it's one of those things to, to work out where your skill sets are. But what I like about this book is he teaches you how to learn. Mm. And then if there are things that you 
need to learn to get across a line, you know, sort of lead towards how to how to manage that and how to best effectively attack that. Because like, in school, they do yeah. rope learning, right? So it's like, here's a textbook, read it, write it, there you go. Yeah. Which, as I said before, it's a very industrial age answer to thing, te- teaching people essentially to be employees, mm-hmm. um, which is which is pretty disappointing i guess so a lot of the things that you have to learn you have to learn outside of school or at uni or yeah. you know you have to take it on yourself and read books i wish i had this book oh, 20 years ago 20 years ago 100 oh, yeah. <gasps> percent. Yeah. but it's good i've given it to dad my dad's a school teacher and he's reading it and he absolutely loves it and mm. agrees with so much of it and it's true when you're go- when you're in school you- you're not taught how to learn mm. yeah yeah, they, they it's teach crazy. the rope stuff it is well that's another thing also, I mean obviously being a teacher is really really important um, and you know and being an actual teacher at school is extremely hard um, and hats off to your dad for doing it it's pretty pretty crazy and pretty admirable he's I suppose one of the special few that actually you know would have done the same thing taking a kid out of the room and actually try to help them rather than just being like you're a bit slow and, and put them in another room and mm. you can just sit there and try harder which doesn't work obviously it doesn't no but one of the other um the, the quotes I've heard from Tim Minchin, which is pretty cool. So he did a speech at UWA. I don't know, um, he got a, an honorary doctorate or something along those lines. Um, and he says, in life, be a teacher. In anything that you do, be a teacher. So, you know, if you actually know something about something and it's you think it's important and someone has an interest about it, it's your job to be a teacher about that and try and help someone on that. Um, you know, it, it, it's extremely important. You don't have to be an actual teacher in a classroom writing chalk on a chalkboard, yeah. but, you know, in life you can be a teacher to other people. And if everybody took that approach, we'd all progress quicker. Yeah, but that is also the best way to learn when you're teaching someone else. Correct. Yeah. Mm. That's exactly right. He also talks about in this book how he met Jim Carrey. Ah, yeah, I like this one. And he asked Jim Carrey, why do you do what you do? You're such a unique actor and you're a little bit extreme on camera. Mm. And Jim said, I act that way because I want to give people who are watching permission to be themselves. The biggest travesty in the world is people preventing and limiting themselves from expressing who they are because they're afraid of what people are going to think. Mm. Mm. That's very true. So Jim Carrey acts like an absolute twit, right? But he does it to try and get you to be more comfortable yeah. and feel relaxed, which is, I suppose, why a lot of people like Jim Carrey. Some people obviously don't like Jim Carrey because it's probably a bit too much for them, but they might be a little bit But you know what? Tight. You, you, you can't not. please everyone. No. You can't you can't be everyone's cup of tea. And no. in the other book that I'm reading at the moment, sorry. No, no, no. I agree. In the other book I'm reading, Tribes by Seth Godin, he talks like they have really similar chapters. He li- I'm reading the same chapter in both books <laughs> at the moment. And he talks about um, exactly that. Mm. 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 Exactly what? <laughs> You can't please everybody, no. You can't please everybody. And he says that his book will probably have 90% amazing reviews, but then he'll have those 10%, but they've still read the book. They've still taken the time. And I actually talked about this the other day. Um, Mm. He said, the fear of failure is overrated. Fear of criticism is a powerful deterrent. The criticism doesn't actually have to occur for your fear to set in, which is what I've been saying. Mm. But... You may have watched a few people get criticised um, and that's why that's why you won't do something. Constructive mm. criticism, however, is powerful and it gives you the information to do better next time. He also goes on and says that 
you should feel flattered that somebody's giving you criticism because mm. they've taken the time to yep. say if you've written a book, to read that book or to watch your story or to read your caption to them to yep. be like, oh, I don't like it. But yep. they've taken the time. Yep. So he says he's actually flattered when he gets those comments. Yeah, there's, there's so much to chew on there. So there's actually a book called um, A Complaint is a Gift from, mm. a, from a business perspective. If someone comes and complains to you, they actually give it crap enough to come and tell you. So you should yeah. take that on board. Consider it constructive. Or, I mean, this is a big part of it, right? So the failure and the objection, right? So if you're doing something and people don't like it and tell you about it, they don't like the act. They don't necessarily don't like you. And yeah. everybody attaches themselves to mm -hmm. the outcome. It's hard. And it's very hard to detach that and be like, look, you know, <laughs> I'm doing this. You know, we do this sometimes when you go with the boys drinking and someone's being a douche. You're like, bro, you're being a douche. You're not an actual douche, but you're being one, right? It's your mm -hmm. current behavior. Let's cut that out and back to normal. Mm -hmm. It's like that, that check-in thing, which, you know, you can get from friends, which is good. But I suppose that actual criticism when people go out of their way to try and actually damage what you're doing, that's a slightly different, um, I suppose, part of the conversation and really, really hard to deal with. But as you said there before, you know, a lot of people won't do stuff because they're scared that they might happen. Mm. And then, you know, they're doing all this you know, pre-planning to make themselves fail, whereas really the, the people that are most successful in life completely embody what they're about and they don't give a crap, right? Mm. So they're just like, yeah, I am what I am, man. If you don't like it, go away. And, and they then, just see their failures as lessons. Yeah, well, that's the thing, you know, you know <laughs> I either win or I learn, I never lose, yeah. right? That's a really good saying. And right? I know that it is hard as a business owner being especially on social media it can get in your head because like you said it's your business so you are emotionally invested so when somebody does say that it's hard for you not to take it personally but you have what I have learned the last year and a half is you need to let yourself feel that emotion and then you need to be solution focused yeah so don't feel guilty let yourself feel the emotions, it's, you're human, it's natural, mm. and then find, okay, what was the lesson? Let's move forward. Mm. Here's, a, here's a really interesting perspective. I can't remember where I picked it up right now, but I'll probably remember halfway through the sentence. Um, so w we talk about five senses. Everybody's like, you know, you got your five senses, touch, smell, sight, blah, 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 blah. Um, can't remember who it was. I'm going to try to see if I can pick it out. But he was actually talking about additional senses. So there's, they say there's up to 20 different senses, right, based on like your spatial awareness, sense, and that sort of stuff. Was it in here? Which is derived. It might have been from there. I can't I'm pretty remember. Sure. But then um, there, there was another piece of information that came from another book, and I can't remember what it was. But they were actually talking about your thoughts as a sense. Now, a lot of people think that their thoughts are themselves coming from within, whatever it is. But it's actually not your thought is happening to you so if you treat it just like you touch a you know a cold glass you accept it for what it is and then you change your action and move along but it does, it's not actually you it's it, it's a sense that's being provided to you mm -hmm. so when you're upset you're like cool i'm upset why well, i'm upset i'm upset because of this no worries embrace it pass it on move past it and it's one of those things in life it's pretty interesting when <laughs> when life's sending you messages right and all these emotions and these thoughts and people avoid it mm. it normally gets worse and mm -hmm. i think that goes back to that obstacle as a way book yeah where if if something's popping up and you've heard you know two three customers complain about the same thing it's pretty clear you need to address that issue yeah right and i feel like i've become pretty good at resolving problems quickly mm. we've had a couple of things pop up the last few weeks jump, and jump on it straight away. Yep. Yes. It, it's made me frustrated, but 
the way I think it's a really big testament, the way you handle it and the way you solve the problem quickly. Mm. Correct. And then I think life is an interesting way that if you don't address an issue, it's like it's like a thread on a jumper. It's, it starts to pull and it mm. gets like longer and longer and longer and it gets harder and harder and harder the longer you let it go. And that happens in business too, right? If you just ignore something that's glaringly obvious, that it compounds and comes back twice as hard until you actually deal with it. So, you know, it's that old ostrich mentality when people put their head in the sand and hope the problem goes away. We know a few people like that and it never pans out well, right? Never, ever pans out well. Whereas like if something's completely broken, whatever, jump on it, fix it, off you go. I think that that same approach applies to you know being present in stories and actually being the face of your business. Embody it, have a crack, accept the criticism is going to happen, park it, you know, accept some of the good stuff, deal yeah. with the bad stuff, and just keep cracking on. And like we said before, you know, you either win or you learn. So if you, if something goes wrong and you learn about it, and we've had that, we've had a few things in the business go really pear shaped, but then we just accept that as a mm-hmm. as a minor cost for a major win. We're like, cool, we've learned this. We're going to put a process in process, place. Exactly. Yep. And now we know how to deal with that if it ever pops up again. And you get on the front foot. And then the funny thing is, in business, very much like life, somewhere down the track, a similar problem will come up, and we'll pre forecast it and manage it out before it even happens because Mm. we've dealt with it before yeah exactly so that's exactly what you have to learn from the failures i wouldn't necessarily call them failures but you have to learn from them so that you can get better you can grow and change it's when you don't learn and the mistake or failure keeps occurring over and over Mm. that's when it's that's when it's really a reflection on you Mm. i've had um, a customer the other day when I take on a new customer, we sit down, I do the strategy, we define their goals. And it's hard when that customer doesn't really know what they want to achieve. Mm. And we're like, okay, we'll, we'll start and we'll, we'll, like, we'll figure it out. And he's like, Tease okay, we'll do out, this. Yep. Um, and we've been working for two months now and he's like, oh, it's, it's a failure because I haven't reached this particular goal. Uh, and I was yeah. like but you've only just defined that you would like to get to that goal. Yeah, which, is, which in itself is a success, right? Like yeah. not everybody knows where they're going. Once you actually know where you're going, it's, yeah. it's good. It's much easier to get there though once you know. 100%. Um, it's actually really funny as well, a commentary around that. So a lot of people are like, oh, I want to set up a business and make a million dollars. Cool, that's a great financial goal. Excellent. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's not just going to happen overnight and then people are like, I haven't sold this much by then. And, and yeah. yes, the financial, you know, reflections of a good business are how much you've sold what your profit margin is and all that sort of stuff. But what I think people actually miss is the business is you. You are the business, right? Without you, the business can't function, can't live and breathe. It'll die, right? Mm-hmm. Until you get to the point that it's massive and you can hire people to take your place, the business is you. Yeah. And how you get the business to that thing is the process. Now, everybody's very goal-orientated and I'm not opposed to that in any way. However, nobody's interested in the process. No, Nobody wants not. to go through the process. And the it's, process yeah. is actually the sweet part because that's where you learn, right? So once you grow yourself, know the process, document them you know, in a business format, then that's where the actual business comes together. And once you've got a sufficient amount of processes, it just becomes you know, a bit of a habit and the business becomes a habit. Yeah. And it's the same with everything, right? There's in Jim Quick, it's a bit further on than, than you, you've got to yet. Yeah. But he talks about you know the, the five stages. He actually says there's five stages of, of um, information. So there's not knowing you don't know something. There's knowing that you don't know something. 
there's knowing how to do something and struggling with it. And then there's probably fourth and fifth, which is sort of um, being able to do something and being competent at it and then obviously being the master of it, right? Mm -hmm. So if you attack any problem with I don't know, I don't know, so your job is to research to know what you don't know, then once you know what you don't know, (laughs) you go and learn that so that you can be fairly competent at it Mm -hmm. and then you practice it before you until you become a professional. Mm-hmm. that's pretty much it, right? And if yeah. you assume that's the process for everything, which it is, yeah, go out there, start the process, right, I'm at the knowing, not knowing stage and I've got to get to mastery. Yeah. How long is that going to take? And that whole investment in yourself, you know, especially with a business, is where the actual business will be. And sorry, one last comment mm-hmm. and I'm going on a lot. This happens a lot with actually rich people. Some people say, oh, you know, that guy's really rich, he's got a lot of money. Rich is not money. Rich is being rich, having the mindset, having the ability to, to earn capital at an extraordinary rate, right? Um, you know, you could have a lot of money and not be rich. You could be a very poor man. Like a lot of people who win lottery, win the lottery, and then a year or two later, it's gone because mm. they don't know the process about how to handle money. How to accumulate it. And, yeah, and how know, to handle it, right? Handle it. If you hand, handle <laughs> hand an 18-year-old kid a million bucks, I guarantee you two years is gone. Yeah. Right? If you hand, you know, a guy who's got $20 million an extra mil, he'll capitalize and turn that into two, three, four mil, you know, pretty yeah. quickly. And that, that because he knows the process. Mm. That's what, and look, when you're on Instagram and if you are new to Instagram or if you've only been doing it for a couple of months, the thing is people will buy from people they trust. Mm. And if you've only been on there for a short amount of time, you haven't had the time to build the trust mm-hmm. with people. That is literally why people, someone will buy from you. That's why you need to show up. That's why you need to show your face yep. because that is the fastest way to build trust with your audience. And also your story, right? This is this is one of the interesting things and we took this approach with your YouTube channel. So we didn't know 100% what to do with a YouTube channel but we had to start having yeah. a crack, right? And now, you know, we can do a YouTube channel pretty quickly. We know how to do it, videoing and that sort of stuff. Funnily mm-hmm. enough, I had to record Jason for a, uh, a video at work. They're doing this big promo video and he couldn't talk in front of the camera. He looked at me and goes, dude, how does Ella do it? And I was like, practice, bro. Um, but the whole the whole yeah. point of the story, the story yeah, lots of you practice. Should. You were so awkward when you started. Oh no, you're God. awesome. Yeah. I was thinking what you should do is make a video of all of my ums oh, because dude. you should oh, you should have seen um, the first um, like um, and um. we we won't delete ever the first videos or any videos because it's Part really good to see me struggling yeah. <laughs> to now. But mm. They, Bart could literally make an hour-long video of me uh, going, um, um, uh, um especially like, in the beginning. Yeah, at Lucky in Video, you can just cut that out. I wish I could search for ums and delete, but no, I had to do it manually, which is why we can do a video much quicker. And I don't say um and uh. It's, it's a cut. I can no, get the don't. info out. You don't actually anymore, no. Uh, yeah, it's, but it, it's literally practice. Yeah, and the whole thing is right from a storytelling perspective. Get on there, start telling your story. You will learn how to fine-tune your story and get to the point quicker and make yeah. it more efficient and make it easier. And that sort of stuff is where you're going to go while you get into that move towards that expert stage. Mm-hmm. But also, people fall in love with the process. Like even Peter McKinnon, you watch his first couple of videos, they were pretty good. You look at his latest videos, they're insane. Mm. But you know what? I actually like the first ones better. Yeah. I don't know why. It just it's part of the story. It was the beginning of the journey. Do you know what I mean? And that's the whole idea with your customers and, and your service. You you're taking them on a journey, I guess, telling the story. Yes, exactly. That's deep. It is deep. But <laughs> the point is don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of 
the potential criticism and don't let that hold you back. Yeah. And if you know 100% that, oh, there is this one person and they're going to say something, sweet. mute them from your story. Nah, send it. Absolutely send it. Try and try. Send it. Yeah, so that's the other thing, <laughs> negative motivation. <Send> <laughs> if, you, if you don't like someone or you've got, you know, an enemy, right, you want to kill that enemy with success. So you go out there and you rip it. And then you know what they're going to do? They're going to hate you. And the more successful you are, the more they're going to hate you. And you know how you're going to feel about that? Pretty good. Yeah. I just honestly, if I was stuck in my mentality of really, really being scared of what my friends, family or people that I have never met before yeah, was going to say, I think I would not yeah. be. Like when I started this business, I was scared, mm. but... I, you just you just try and yeah. you just keep going and mm. then you see a little bit of result you mm. keep going you see a little mm. bit more so mm. just do it you've yeah. got 16 weeks left of the year just do it this 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 was not sponsored by Nike despite what you might be <laughs> <laughs> although if it was we'd be talking more about pretty, shoes pretty and the Nike well that's a pretty good marketing yeah that's not bad actually yeah we'll see how that goes but um, yeah I guess just to cap it all off guys at the end of the day we all gonna die. It's a sad truth. You've got one life. May as well rip it. I think the scariest thing for me personally is waking up one day when I'm 70 and going, shit, I wasted my life or I missed an opportunity. Yeah. Um, and what I, if? Yeah, what if? The old what if. 100%. You want to have an absolute crack at everything. Yeah. And if you're passionate about something, go with it, right? That's pretty much it. Do it, guys. We believe in you. Mm. Sounds good. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's pretty much us. We're pretty much bang on time. Any other final thoughts? Oh, yeah. Read Jim Quick Limitless. Awesome. Yes. Everybody get it. I'm halfway through. Yeah. Love it. The audio book's not bad I'll either. plug him every... Like, this book... Yeah is amazing yeah it deserves all oh. of the reviews that it's getting yes one last very sad thing uh we lost black panther the other day oh. just quick shout out absolutely heartbreaking <sighs> he was a legend yeah chagwick bosman so i'm from south africa that movie that they put together was pretty awesome and he embodied it perfectly the black panther oh, so uh, super super sad so shout out to him um yeah, hope you rest Go in watch peace. It. Yeah. yeah, we 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 watched it the other night. Bit teary. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, guys, we hope you have a really good week. Yeah. I can't wait to see you all showing up on stories because mm. I know you can all do it. Yeah, get out there and rip it. Do it. And reels. Yeah. Yay. And reels. 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 Yeah. <laughs> For real. <laughs> Bye.